Welcome to episode four of After the Bowser Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. In today's um, episode, we're going to be going over um, last night's NBA action because there's a lot of uh, big headlines, a ton of upsets, um, like the Rockets upsetting the um, Warriors, the Pelicans upsetting the Lakers, the Bulls upsetting the Celtics, and uh, the Trailblazers upsetting the Sixers. Um, There were a lot of uh, games, and there were also some other ones that flew into the headlines, so I'm just going to be talking about all those games and try to keep them as short as possible, because there is a ton to talk about today, because there was a lot of action and big news from all last night's game, so let's get into it. Alright, so I'm going to start with the Rockets-Warriors game. It was the primetime game, uh... Heading into last night, and the Rockets obviously won 118 to 112 in um, Golden State at the Oracle Arena without James Harden. It was a, a great win led by um, Chris Paul. I think even though Eric Gordon had 25 points and Chris Paul had 23, Chris Paul had 17 assists along with five rebounds. I think Paul was definitely the um, leader and biggest um, part to last night's win. And there were a lot of great performances last night. Uh, He had one of the better ones in the whole entire league. Overall in that game, the Rockets got off to a very quick start in the game. And the Warriors kind of went on a run late in the game, but they didn't fold. They just kept kept going and knit back down to the mighty Warriors. And they are now 3-0 on the season against the Warriors. And Chris Paul even said it. I think, well, the Warriors played very sloppy last night, but the Rockets played very smart basketball. And Chris Paul brought up a good point. Like, he was saying, like, against the Warriors, you can't just play hard. You have to, you know, play smart. And they really did, and I, everyone um, brought in contributions for the Houston Rockets last night. Uh, Tucker had a good game. Fareed had a good game. Capella's first game back, he only had eight points, but he did grow up 15 rebounds, which is a category where only him, Fareed, and Tucker were really only grabbing rebounds. But um, So he came up big on the boards. Um, but Paul had a huge night. Gordon was really shooting the ball well. And then, uh, you know, Rivers, Green, and then a um, – pitched in off the bench, but they were a little shorthanded last night and still managed to beat the Warriors. And this brings up the talk. Are the Rockets the Warriors' biggest kryptonite? If there was somebody that's going to take down the Warriors, is it the Rockets? And I said coming into the year, I think everyone agreed it was the Rockets, but as the season went on and kind of coming up to the All-Star break, it was like, I think it's the Thunder. Despite the Rockets went up 2-0, it was like... You know what? I really do think it's the Thunder. I think the Thunder, they have the length. I think, you know, they have the skill. I think they really are the team that could beat the Warriors, if any team can. I don't really think any team can, but if someone's going to have a chance, I think it's the Thunder. But the Rockets win again last night, and they're now 3-0 and against the Warriors. It might be the Rockets, and the Rockets have had their struggles this season. What a big – that was a huge game for the Rockets because that boosts confidence. They can go say, we just beat the best team in the league – in their own home stadium, without our best player. that I think, yeah, they beat them already twice. I think this one was the one – they needed that win last night. And that was a huge um, confidence boost for them. And I really um, look at that win for the Rockets and say, you know what, maybe they are the Warriors' biggest kryptonite. And, you know, I think – I was kind of thinking, like, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's really the Thunder. 
I, you know, I was like, it's the Thunder. And I thought the Rockets, no, they're not going to win tonight. They did. And they proved me wrong. And it was a good game. And the Warriors, you know, kind of came back. But the uh, Rockets stood their own and, you know, held on to that game and win by six. And that was a fantastic game by the Houston Rockets last night. And, you know, I think that's the confidence boost they really needed. Now, you're obviously, if they went in a playoff series, not a lot of people are going to really pick the Rockets. But, you know, is it the Thunder or is it the Rockets? Because it's one of the two. You can't really choose an Eastern Conference team because there's just not enough data there. And, you know, maybe say, well, the Celtics have played, you know, pretty well against them. You could say, you know, all these different things, but in the West at least. Let's just keep it in the West because there's not enough big of enough sample size in the East, and we'll get there when the Warriors are probably in the championship. Um, but... You know, we can't really say any team in the East. So keeping it to the West, it's it's got to be the Thunder or the Rockets. And I've said the Thunder of late, the past, you know, month and a half, even two months, you know, probably a month and a half, I've really been saying, you know what, I think it's the Thunder. The Rockets, uh, they're 3-0 this season against the Warriors. And they just beat the Warriors in Golden State without James Harden. So... You know, I'm kind of thinking, you know what, maybe it is the Rockets. And despite the Rockets' struggles, I think they're going to um, pick things up. But I will say, here's my problem with last night's game with the Rockets. The one problem is P.J. Tucker, 37 minutes. Kenneth Freed, 33 minutes. Chris Paul, 36 minutes. Eric Gordon, 34 minutes. Austin Rivers, 34 minutes. <sighs> Mike D'Antoni plays his stars, or at least, you know, his better players. Too, way too many minutes. James Harden, I, I said last episode, all right, uh, he got the flu. So I said, but his minutes need to start going down. And when James Harden's out, all right, Chris Paul's playing 36 minutes. Kenneth Reed, uh, P.J. Tucker's playing 37. He plays those guys way too many minutes. And the thing is, that's still holding me back on the Rockets, is the Thunder are having a better season. And the Thunder are going to be more rested come playoff time, I think. Uh, obviously, you know, the Jazz game was double overtime, and that's a little you know, uh, wearing on the guys. But he plays these guys way too much, James Harden. And I think for Harden, that flu might benefit him because the team goes out and gets a win. It's a huge confident boost for the rest of the team. And he gets a night off, which I think is much needed for him because D'Antoni can't play in less than 37 minutes every night. And I so overall, I think it was a great night for the Rockets because you beat the Warriors. It's a huge confident boost. You do it without James Harden, who sure had the flu, but that gives him a break. And it, it's a huge confident boost, even more when you just beat the best team on the road against um, the – against the uh, – well, without your star player. So that's my take on that game last night. All right, now I'm going to get to the um, Celtics-Bulls game, which as a Celtics fan, so frustrating to see this team lose another game against a pathetic um, top five worst team in the NBA. I don't know if the Bulls maybe not that bad, but you get my point. Uh, a ton of frustration. Uh, as a Celtics fan, for them to lose again. And I know the Bulls were coming off a nice road win to the Orlando Magic, but uh, 
the the Bulls. They have 16, 16 wins this season. And Zach Levine had a career night. Lowry Markinen had a great night too. But that's just no excuse. So that, that Bulls team. And here's the thing. If a game like that happens every once in a while to the Celtics, I'm like, all right, that's tough, but it, it's going to happen. Um, but it's been happening so consistently to this Celtics team um, this whole season. Um, with the losses against these bad teams, they're so uh, – Kyrie and Al Horford said it. This team is so focused on the playoffs and the big games. They're just like, all right, they kind of take these games just like easy. Like, all right, you know, this team needs a wake-up call. I'm sick of this team losing these easy games night in, night out. It's like, all right, oh, we're facing the 76ers, right? You know, we got a good chance. Oh, what is that? Oh, we're facing the uh, Chicago Bulls. We're facing the um, Minnesota Timberwolves. Well, it's going to be a tough game. These just guys don't focus. They can't focus on a simple task. Just go in and get the job done. But their head's up in the clouds. They're not focused on the task in at hand. And Kyrie and Al Horford say we're too focused on the playoffs. Well, tell the guys that. You guys are supposed to be the leaders of this team. And you guys can't tell them that? Oh, my. Like, it's so frustrating because last night I watched them and Kyrie put up – um. His stats, and he played 41 minutes and put up 37 points, 10 assists, 5 boards. Overall, Kyrie's stats look solid last night. There was no energy. He played with no energy last night. Tatum had a good start to the game with, like, the first 7 points of the game and then scores 12, 1 rebound, 1 assist. Tatum was just, he got off to a nice little start, and then he's just gone. He's just like, all right, yep. You know, all right, I did my sharings, you know. Overall, I'm not really impressed with anyone's game. Kyrie might have had a good game in the statistics. You know, look at his statistics. All right, you know, 37 points, 10 assists, 5 boards. That's not bad, but he didn't really bring a ton of energy, I thought. He had obviously your best night, but, um, you know, it's still, if you, you got to watch the game to really understand what I'm talking about. You know, I didn't really know how to put that. You had to watch the game to see why Kyrie just didn't bring a ton of energy. Um, and I'm just at a loss of words for this team because I still, and I've stuck with them because I'm their fan of the team, and I still think, I was just like, you know what, they're favorites to win the East. They're still favorites. They're still favorites. And I hung around with them. But these games, man, this season has been so frustrating. And, you know, you know, going into the All-Star break, it's like, we're not doing that bad. You know, you know, we're the fifth seed. We're doing disappointing. But, you know, we can <sighs> – but every game that we drop to the, you know, we lose to the Orlando Magic, we lose to the you know, Chicago Bulls or all these teams, every single one of these losses, they just, you know, rack up. And it's okay. I mean, every team's going to lose some bad games here and there, but it's consistent with the Celtics. You know, I bet that they're around 500 against non-playoff teams. I, I want to pull that uh, statistic up. Uh, what's their record against um, non-playoff teams? Because I bet it's not very good. And they're here's the thing that doesn't concern me about the Celtics is in the playoffs, you're going to face good teams. And they do good against the good teams, which is a good thing. Because th- they're losing a majority of their games against these bad teams non-playoff teams, so going into the playoffs, they're they're really going to be like, all right, they're, they're facing good teams, and that's where they really focus and bring their A game, so that's what's, um, 
you know, that's why I'm kind of like, all right, you know, this can't, it won't be as bad as people think because this team's focused on the playoffs and focused on these big games. Well, the playoff time, that's what you're focused on. Well, you better come to play in the playoffs because if they don't, this is going to go down as a, such a disappointing season for the Celtics, and they need a wake-up call. They need something. And Kyrie and Al, I mean, Al Horford, I think, has been a solid leader, but Kyrie needs to step up as a leader because he says these things to the media who are too focused on the playoffs. Well, go tell the guys that and tell them, get your heads in the game. And it's ridiculous because they realize, they should realize early in the season, oh, we need to start focusing on these little games, you know? These games against these non-playoff teams, we need to start Focus more and just get the job done. No, their head's in the clouds. They're looking ahead way down the road. And before you know it, this team, uh, they won't have home court advantage in the first round, and it's going to hurt them. These little losses, little by little, are going to really start hurting them. And whew, last night's performance, I watched the whole game, and whew, they just they – just, defensive lapses. And, I mean, here's my takeaway also. Yeah, you can say, well, Zach Levine had a career night. Laurie Markkinen had one of the better games. I will say about Laurie Markkinen, for a guy who I looked at as like a stretch four, that guy can put it on the ground and take it to the to the rack. Um, you let Robin Lopez scored 17 points in that game. I will say the one thing that I was, uh, was odd while I was watching that game, where was Otto Porter? He had 14 minutes, three rebounds, three assists, zero points. And as I said, I was talking about the trades and I said Otto Porter was a great fit with this Bulls team. I think he would be he's a great fit on that wing. And that's why he was kind of a good trade for them in a way, besides the bad contract. But marking in 15 rebounds, 35 points, two assists. Although Lopez had a solid light night, it was all Levine and Markinen. It was all Levine and Markinen. That's all it was. The two of them were scoring. And then you'd see like Lopez chips in a little our DC Econo, you know, sell, but you get the point. Like, it was all Levine and Markinen. And yeah, there was a little bit of a contribution here for Lopez and some of these other guys, but it was basically Levine and Markinen. And for a guy like Brad Stevens, who's a good defensive coach, you got to stop. And those guys, and Levine's a good player, of course. He's a good player. And Markinen, those are their two best players, but you, you can't let them do that. Zach Levine's a good player, but 42 points along with Markin and getting 35, and he destroyed you inside the paint. This team just had no fight um, at all. I, I, Maybe a little from the Celtics, a little bit of a fight at the beginning. But your rebound leader is Marcus Smart with six and Marcus Morris with six. That's, that's horrible. Al Horford, two rebounds, three assists, 19 points. He didn't really have a good game either. Really. No one really did have a good game. Kyrie filled up the statistics pretty well, but he didn't really have a great game. Um, he had a solid game, for sure. He shot like 14 for 24, 37 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds. I think he had a, he had a good game. I'm not knocking that, but he didn't bring a ton of energy. and wasn't like, let's go, guys. Let's win this game. He was just kind of like, you know, I, I, we'll get him next time. Like, you were still in that game. That's what bothers me. And it that's so hard to watch as a Celtics fan, to watch these, you know, easy games. All right, let's just go pick up the win. No, we can't. We can't focus. And these – I feel like this team just doesn't have a leader. You know, the problems with this team right now, they just don't have any leaders. You know, 
they, they can't just focus on this easy task because they don't have a leader to say, come on, guys, get your head in this game. The team's too young, and their veterans just can't lead the team. I'm sorry, they can't. And as a Celtics fan, I'm going to go out and say that they need some sort of wake-up call from these supposed leaders. But it just doesn't seem like they have them. They, you know, Marcus Morris is saying this stuff to the media, Kyrie, Al, but they don't do anything about it. It's still a poor performance. That Clippers game was a big one. They were at home against the new-look Clippers. The Clippers just traded away their star, Tobias Harris, or a completely new team. You were up by 28 and blew that game to them in the second half. It was pathetic. Pathetic. And Morris says all this stuff to the media. No one's stepping up to take the leadership role and tell these guys to get their heads in the game. It's it's ridiculous, and it's so hard to watch as a fan. And you know, last night, I mean, rebounds. I think rebounds, defense, all these kind of hustle statistics tell you a lot about the team and how much they really cared about the game. And considering we were facing a 15-win team at the time, now 16-win team Bulls, and how we've done against these bad teams, the team just doesn't, you know, care about the easy games. They're just kind of like, all right, we just got to win the big ones. They don't focus is is the word I'm, you know, trying to, you know, emphasize here. They just need to focus at the task at hand. But what leader, who's, what's one of these veterans on this team? Is it going to be Kyrie, Al Horford, Marcus Morris? Who's going to step up? Gordon Hayward? Is anyone going to step up and tell these guys, let's go, get your heads in the game? Because none of them are willing to do it. And Kyrie's over here complaining about these young guys. Well, can you make an effort to kind of, you know, step up as a leader and, like, get your head in the game, let's go. But I haven't seen it yet. And I want to see who can step up for the Celtics and be a leader and get these guys' heads in the game. All right, now we're going to go for the Lakers. And last night was a a tough one because, for me, I've said all this whole season – that, yeah, the Lakers are making it to the playoffs. I've said it in the past episodes. The Lakers, I have confidence. I've had confidence the whole time they're going to make the playoffs. I've said Luke Walton should already be fired, and I don't know how that move hasn't been made yet, but this team, they're going to be all right. You know what? They're going to be all right. And they beat the Rockets, and I'm like, see? You know what? I'm proving you guys wrong. See, that was a good game. And then last night in New Orleans, they face the Anthony davis list. Pelicans. There's no Anthony Davis playing. And the Lakers were horrible. Uh, they lost by 13, 128, 115. Let's just say their defense was horrible. Um, and it wasn't the Pelicans were just hitting their lucky shots. The Pelicans were killing them inside the paint. The Anthony Davis list Pelicans were killing the Lakers inside the paint. This team that is hungry to make it to the playoffs. We're just letting them destroy them inside the paint. So then the Lakers start collapsing inside the paint, and um, um, the Pelicans start hitting threes on the perimeter. They The Lakers couldn't stop the bleeding last night on defense, and I thought the Pelicans had a good night and a good game plan. But part of that helped that the Lakers were really lazy on defense. I thought offensively they were solid. Like Ingram put up 29 points. And James puts up 27, McGee 10, Kuzma 16, Bullock 9. But you didn't get a huge contribution from the bench. But overall, I thought their, their scoring was, you know, average. And overall, offensively, they weren't horrible. It was their defense. And although the Pelicans had a good game plan and were pounding it inside, you have to stop that more. Because once they started pounding it outside, inside, you got vulnerable inside, tried, you know, 
putting pretty much all five guys inside and stopping the bleeding inside, and then all of a sudden, they start killing you on the perimeter with threes. And last night, I lose a ton of confidence last night in the Lakers making it to the playoffs. They're 29-30. The Kings won last night, um, which they're right ahead of them in the standings. Uh, the Clippers and Nuggets play today, which is a huge game. A Lakers fan should really watch that. Um, but you look at the standings now, they're in 10th place. They're two games behind the Kings, who are in ninth, and they are three and a half games behind, or four and a half, excuse me, games behind the Clippers. Whoa. Yeah, three and a half. Three and a half games behind the Los Angeles Clippers, who I don't think the Clippers are going to make the playoffs. They just don't. They can't. And now I you know, really look at it, especially last night. The Kings played really well against the Warriors, almost won. They just beat the Thunder, and that was a great game by the Kings. They stopped one of the red-hot teams. The Kings deserve to make the playoffs, and I'm starting to think they will. I thought they were going to get gypped out of the playoffs. I, I said they're going to be the best team to miss the playoffs because the Lakers are going to get in, and the Clippers are going to become the 10 seed. But the Clippers have won their last two games, and it's a huge game against Denver today um because if they get a win against the nuggets who right now are a second place team in the west if they beat that that's a really good nuggets team and if that clippers team beats them lakers fans have to be nervous we just lost the kings and clippers just won and i just lost a ton of confidence in the lakers last night a ton because i've said it they're gonna make the playoffs but i'm like all right i'm gonna stick to my word but after the way the Kings played, the Clippers aren't slipping as much as I thought they would. Oh, boy. I, I don't know. And LeBron said, I don't know if they have enough experience. I do. I I agree. You know, I think he's done a good job with the team. But I agree. Um, you know, I'm not sure if this team's going to make the playoffs anymore. Not to mention the Timberwolves are one game behind them. But I think it... I think right now you look at the Lakers, you can draw a line under them. Those are all the teams in playoff contention. I don't think the Timberwolves are going to make it. Uh, and then there's the Pelicans, Mavericks, Grizzlies, Suns. And once you get to the Timberwolves, uh, Lakers, all the rest of the teams in the West, they're not going to make it. Timberwolves might be close, they're not going to make it. Um, but the, the Lakers, I don't know. I'm starting to actually lose a lot of faith in this team, and I'm going to stick to my word. They make it to the playoffs, but... These next few games are huge. And they need to really, like, that first game against the Rockets, I was like, ha, see? Told you they were going to be fine. And then, oh, yesterday, that, that was that was shocking what they did yesterday. And um, I'm just shocked that they dropped that game against the Pelicans without Anthony Davis. So that's, that's my take on yesterday's game, to try to keep it short and sweet. But I am shocked that they just lost that, that game. I really am. And I'm starting to lose a lot of faith in the uh, Lakers. This is the much, most faith I've lost pretty much all year. Because from when they started losing, teams were like, all right, once people started recognizing they're not going to make it to the playoffs for the whole time, it's like, they're going to make it. Now I'm like, I don't know. They might not, which is shocking. But uh, they'll be in next year. They're going to get some big free agents. But the Lakers have to aim for the seven seed because um, they could potentially win the series if they become a seven seed. But if they're an eight seed, no team's gonna beat the Warriors. So but if they're a seven seed, they could they could get out of the first round. You know, LeBron could find a way, but that's my take on the Lakers. I've lost a lot of faith in them, but for now I'm just gonna stick to my word, but let's see how they continue.
Alright, so now kind of quickly go over a few of the other games. The Trailblazers um, beating the 76ers. They beat the Nets and the Sixers now in the Trailblazers have the best record against Eastern Conference teams this season. You know, watch out for the Trailblazers a little, but I don't think they'll be great in the playoffs. I just they're just that team that's good in the regular season, solid. Oh, but then the playoffs they just fall apart. You saw last year being swept as the three seed by the six seeded Pelicans. Um, but for the Sixers, I think y- you drop the game. Like eh, they that was a little surprising, but it, I think that's one of those games where it's going to happen. The other team just just played pretty well. Um, overall, uh, you know, you kind of did a good job containing Lillard and McCollum to combined um, 32 points, but overall, they just kind of let, like, guys like Ennis Cantor and uh, Yusuf Nurkic kind of kill them inside the paint. Um, but, yeah, overall, that game, I think that's just one of them. Like, oh, you dropped the game to, like, a solid underrated team. Um, the Pacers beat the Wizards by seven. I'm telling you, watch out for the Pacers because I've said uh, they're going to slip down to the five seed, but they've lost one game since they've got uh, Oladipo's gone out with that injury. So, you know, watch them because I feel like people have just, all right, yeah, the Pacers are done. No, they've lost one game since they lost Victor Oladipo. So they've still been winning games. I'm not sure how it's going to translate to the playoffs and the rest of the season, but you know, they're still winning games. All right, the Nets and the Hornets, um, that was a tough one for Hornets fans because now the Hornets are the eight seed, but the Nets with that win, I think, honestly solidified themselves the six seed because they're two, they're, the Celtics are the five seed and the Nets are, um, let me do the math quick. 15 minus eight and a half is six and a half. The Nets are six and a half games behind fifth place. And despite the fact that they're only a game and a half ahead of seventh place, which is the Pistons. No, I, I think they've, they're isolated right now at the six seed. They're going to get the six seed. They're not going to go any lower, go any higher. I don't see the Pistons or the Hornets going any higher. I think the eight teams in the Eastern Conference playoffs right now will be in the playoffs by the end of the um, whole season. But for the Hornets, if they wanted to crack at the six seed, last night they had to get the job done, and um, they didn't. D'Angelo Russell went off on his 23rd birthday with 40 points. Um, great performance for him. Um, and then, you know, the other game was the uh, Thunder Kings. And I... The Kings have had a good season, a really good season, and the way they've turned things around has been incredible. Uh, Heald was the big scorer. He is their best scorer, and people say De'Aaron Fox is the um, Kings' best player, and I do think all around he's probably their most important player, but I don't think Heald gets enough credit for you know how good he is, and you know because people are like, yeah, Fox is the best player in the Kings, and I, you know, I, I, yeah, I agree. But I think Heald's pretty close to taking that spot. You know, he's a better scorer overall. And, you know, Heald just doesn't get enough credit. Um, People will be like, yeah, he's the second best player. But he does not get enough credit for the first, the best player in the Kings conversation. I mean, he's the best scorer, but is he the best all-around player? Maybe that's where, you know, I'm going wrong. But, yeah, I do agree Fox is their best player, but Heald just doesn't get enough uh, credit. But Paul George only scored 14 points, but he did have 13 boards, but he played 38 minutes last night. 
so Paul George cools down a little. I'm not saying this is the end of the Paul George run, but um, just give him a few less minutes, I'd say. Um, they're going to get a, um off night um, tonight, and they're getting another off day the next day. So they're going to a two-day break before they face the Nuggets this upcoming Tuesday. But just give Paul George a few less minutes so he can do these these 40-point you know point games in the playoffs. You know, that's really what it's going to matter. But Russ stepped up and kept you in that game with 41 points. But just play Paul George a few less minutes because you don't want to tire him out. And I feel like 38 minutes is a little absurd. And especially when you lose, it's like, ooh, that, that doesn't look great. So just play him a few less minutes because um, I know you want to win, but you're going to get a two or three seed. So just make sure you have that elite PG-13 that we've seen for the past few weeks on the playoffs because he didn't have a horrible night, but he cooled down scoring the ball for sure. Uh, but he did grab 13 rebounds, so it showed he still had some hustle and fight left in him. So I'm not, I'm not saying he doesn't, but, you know, just I think you got to play him a few less minutes, kind of like the James Harden thing. It isn't absurd as James Harden. That, that could be a make or break right there. But, uh, yeah, so... Um, I think that I covered all the games. I I was actually surprised they did because I thought I wasn't going to have enough time because there was so much to talk about. So I tried to shorten everything a little because I have to do a better job of talking about these things a little quicker so I can get in more. Uh, some other games, Pistons beat the Heat. Pistons have been on a little bit of a roll lately. And then um, the Cavs beat the Grizzlies. The Hawks beat the Suns. Oh, yeah. um, The Bucks beat the T-Wolves, 140-128. Um, the Jazz beat the um, Mavericks, uh, 125-109. But I'm pretty sure you all know about Anthony Tolliver's block on um, Giannis. So, yeah, he had the block, and he also had 17 points, five boards, and an assist in 25 minutes did Anthony Tolliver. So, a good night for Anthony Tolliver, for sure. But uh, Middleton, 28 points. Giannis, 27. Big nights for them. Nicole Miritich played 18 minutes, 17 um, points. He's starting to find his way into the rotation. Um, Lopez, 19-7. So, yeah, those are some of the games from last night, and um, I'm surprised I fit it all in, but I did a lot of upsets, and there's a lot of teams to be on the watch for, especially these next few games, to really see, you know, how are they really going to start playing? So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for um, tuning in, and Thank you for listening today, and you know, hopefully, you stick with this podcast and keep on listening. So, um, thank you guys, as always. See ya.